Hi, everyone. I'm Eric Brewer with the Center for Strategic and International Studies. And I'm Hannah Kaviani from Radio Fago. Eric, and today I we're going to talk you, about Iran's. <laughs> can I ask you first, if, if I go first, I want to ask you about uh, what's happening in Vienna because uh, last week we thought by this time we're going to maybe have an agreement. Was that too much of an expectations? Yeah, I think those uh, those, op those expectations were a little optimistic, Hannah. Um, you know, we've just heard from you know the Iranian government over the past 24 hours that now they're thinking that the the deal may be revived closer to August, um, and they mentioned the key sticking points of sanctions relief and and steps on Iran's nuclear program, and uh, you know, Arakshi just made the comments that it doesn't look like we're going to get a deal in this round, which I think is actually um, for those who have been sort of following this issue. Um, generally expected, right? Uh, you know, the, the the core challenges remain on the precise scope of sanctions relief and what steps Iran needs to take, particularly with regard to its advanced centrifuges that have grown since, uh, since it expanded its nuclear activities after the JCPOA, so, uh, or after the U.S. left the deal. So, uh, you know, this sort of reinforces, I think, this, this argument out there that the Supreme Leader is kind of slow-rolling negotiations um, and wants to wait to, to, to implement uh, a revived JCPOA until after the elections, until there's a more conservative government in place so that uh, this government under Rouhani doesn't get the credit for those sanctions relief. Um, and of course, the other development we have going on right now in Vienna is this latest IAEA report um, that comes just ahead of the June Board of Governors meeting. And you know, in that report, we learned a couple of things. One, we've learned that uh, it looks like that act of sabotage that occurred back in April actually did put a bit of a dent in Iran's program. Um, it knocked some cascades, some centrifuge cascades offline. Oh, that um, I found Iran's very program. interesting, actually, that uh, it was the first time that we understood what was the impact. Right, yeah. So the, the program is like the, the amount of material they've accumulated has slowed. And I think one of the big takeaways from that, though, is that Iran has not been cooperative in trying to answer these ongoing IEA questions about uh, potentially undeclared materials and activities in Iran, right? And so this is going to sort of set the stage heading into that June Board of Governors meeting. Yeah, I, and uh, I, I don't know about the uh, Supreme Leader, you know, uh, how he, his decision making is uh, going to influence this uh, whole process of elections and because if he didn't want to uh, give a go like the green light for uh, the uh, diplomats to go to Vienna the, he could have sort of like wait for for the negotiations to start a bit later like after the elections even but don't you think so yeah I mean I think he could have I mean I think having you know, ongoing talks and diplomacy is is good for him. Um, and I think, you know, ultimately, I, I I think that he probably, the running government still probably does want to get back into the deal because of the sanctions relief that would that would flow from that. Um, I just think, you know, there's uh, there's a variety of of strategic reasons of why he may want to continue to wait. Um, including, you know, uh, as you well know and, and follow the Iranian elections. Yeah, the Iranian elections is, you know, uh, with uh, Iranian elections domestically, uh, it has been uh, sort of being watched as something which is going to change many things domestically, but also obviously 
um, foreign policy is on everybody's mind, especially with the talks going on in Vienna. And Supreme Leader, interestingly, in his latest speech, he said something, uh, two words about the foreign policy and foreign policy not being uh, the most prominent thing in people's mind and it's not important for people and economy and unemployment and these uh, yeah and I think uh, this is one way of thinking about it if foreign policy is really something and especially the nuclear case is if it's something that is going to be uh, a defining issue when it comes to uh, the elections and after the elections. Because if you remember, when Rouhani came into power eight years ago, the issue of uh, the nuclear negotiations was in the hand of the um, National Security Council. Then it was moved to the foreign ministry where Zarif was heading it. And now I'm wondering really how is that going to change and if it's going to change, if the Supreme Leader is going to um, make a decision about it, to bring it back to the National Security Council or something out of the hand of government essentially because uh, the the candidates who have been qualified very few of them who have been qualified they're mainly those of uh, from the hardline camp who are not necessarily open to talking to the west and finally i think it's also important to note that iran is starting uh, to have a conversation with the saudis for example when it comes to the region so uh, these things are ongoing. Now we have an election and we have to see. I'm not sure how much of a role foreign policy is going to make in these elections. Yeah, Hannah, I mean, I, the one thing I, you said that I would totally agree with is that at the end of the day, the ball is in the Supreme Leader's court. It's his decision to make. Exactly.